this is blowing my mind. Continue. Well, you know, Bishop Jakes, he has a, a quote, and he says, when you experience better, you drop lesser. Mm. So mm -mm -mm. that is not age dependent. Mm. And as soon as you get some sense and you start to see better around you, either you're, you're, you are doing better or you see it around you, you're going to gravitate towards that. So that's, again, like, that's why I feel like it's our job to pay it forward, not only to our generation, but to our kids, to um, we talk a lot about generational curses that yeah. are perpetuated and just wreak havoc on people's family lineages. Yes. What about these generational blessings that we can set the tone for? Yes. That we can normalize and that we can replicate for our kids. That's what I want to do because that's what my parents did. So regardless of um, what we're seeing, what we're around, we can we can change. And it's as simple as making decisions like that. So it's not easy, though. It's simple, but it's not easy. And we just trust God because we know that in God, there's peace and there's order, but outside of him, there's chaos. So when the world is telling us, oh, go out, you can have sex, do this, da, 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 da. Although that's what my flesh may want to do. Right. I still know that's going to lead to chaos. I made vows. I broke them. Hindsight, I didn't comprehend the gravity of the exchange of this solemn promise, a vow before God and man. It's time to unpack these sacred words so that I never take this oath lightly ever again. I'm LaTerrace R. Whitfield, and this is the Marriage Vow series on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, LaTerrace R. Whitfield. Hey, listen, are you shacking up with us? If you are, stop shacking up with us, hit that subscription button and subscribe. So it's the first episode of our Marriage Vow series where we're going to unpack what these marriage vows truly mean and the brevity of these vows when we say it. Oftentimes we get married and we recite these things, but when we encounter those for better or for worse moments, uh, it really destroys our relationship. Well, uh, this couple, really, really dope individuals. Uh, my daughter brought them to my attention about a week and a half ago. And after uh, she expressed her zeal towards these young people, I said, you know what? These young adults definitely have to be on the podcast because they exude and they epitomize exactly what this podcast stands for. They're a kingdom couple. They're kingdom minded. They're purpose driven. And uh, I know Kaylin over there saying, oh my God, you're pumping us up too much well listen uh they have garnered over two million uh followers and supporters on social media through their various social media platforms they have this dope book that's out and that's going to be the title of the podcast well without further ado welcome to the dear future wifey podcast my new homies kaylin and kyra edwards how y'all doing we're good we're so excited <laughs> so kaylin was i was i pumping you up too much i know you don't like all that yeah we're gonna need to bring it down Bring it down just yeah. by high. I'm, no, I'm, I'm at about just, 10. What I need to bring it down to? I, I like about a four. About a four? No, I like, you know, <laughs> a lot to be desired. I like to grow into it. Um, but yeah, I just don't want to disappoint nobody. Why, why you Why you always say that? When we talked the other day, when I first uh, talked to you about being on the podcast, you keep talking about disappointing and wanting to make sure that people stay level-headed with their expectations of you. Why is that important? Well, it's just really easy to create uh, a platform where you look perfect. Yeah. And, Unfortunately for us in our culture, there's been plenty of men historically that yes. have done that. And it comes to find out that they're not really living the life that they're acting like they live in. Right. Behind closed doors, there's always something going down. So I'd rather open up the doors, open up the closet and not have anything in there <laughs> um, and not, you know, 
leave people's expectations too high of me. So, well, that makes sense. Do you feel the same way, Kyra? Um, I, I mean, I like to give us a little bit of credit, like (laughs) (laughs) maybe I would say maybe like a six, a six six or a seven, because we, like, we do put in a lot of work to have the relationship that we have and even to write the book that we wrote. So, I mean, a four, I mean, it's kind of low. Yeah, real low. It's like y'all just some raggly, scraggly people just (laughs) saw each other one day and said, you want to go out? I mean, y'all done got married, like at a young age. That's, that's in a culture where we're not seeing a lot of marriage, especially mm-hmm. with young people, they're more tied to situationships rather than relationships and marriage. And um, we had a little controversy on this. Today's episode is going to be entitled This Kind of Love. Um, Kaylin, what you got to say about that? Again, you know, I just I'm not trying to make myself the, the idol that people strive for. Um, we don't get to define what marriage is. We don't get to define what true love is. So to write a book called This Kind of Love with our faces on the title is kind of an, a very audacious thing, right? Um, and we may be the first types of guests that have come on the podcast that, I mean, just kind of looking at it from the outside, looking in, it's kind of like, man, they acting like they've arrived. I mean, <laughs> you look at the book, it's like, man, they've arrived, right? Like, let's all get this kind of love. Um, and ironically, it's it's not really not that at all. Um, and I think that we were really in a great position to write a book with this type of title and for our generation because yes. mm-hmm. we grew on social media by being this relationship goal of a couple by you know making uh fun videos and uh, taking cute pictures and really just documenting our growth together as a couple and inviting our audience alongside us to do that and from the outside looking in it looks like man that kind of love is is it but they saw what they saw, but they didn't really see what we weren't behind showing. the scenes. Yeah. So what we really wanted to do was deconstruct good that that lie that anybody has a perfect relationship. Yeah. That lie that everybody is uh, confined their their one and they're going to be perfectly compatible with that person. Um, I don't believe that, and I don't want to be promoting that anymore. So <laughs> what better way to do that than yeah, write a book, bait and switch, a quick slide of hand. <laughs> so you know, hopefully, the people that get this book can see that. Every couple that you're following on Instagram, every every marriage that you see, there's, there's always something going on that yeah. you're not hearing or that you're not seeing. So nobody is perfect. God alone is perfect. So, so uh, Kyra, how long have y'all been on YouTube? Oh, man. Six years? Six? Six, seven, maybe Together, together, probably six years. So y'all yeah. were doing it individually before y'all linked up? He was doing it by himself before I ever did it. And how old were you when you first started? My first channel was in seventh grade. Really? Yeah. So it's actually crazy because that's where we met. We met in seventh grade. And Kyra didn't even know about it because I was so embarrassed to let people know that I was doing YouTube. Because at that time, if you had a YouTube channel, that's embarrassing. It was. Now it's like one of the number one careers that kids want as they get older. So I had a little channel where I was doing uh, tech reviews. I was recording uh, the new brand new iPads and iPod, iPad wasn't even out yet. The iPod touches yeah. that came out. And when the app store was first launched, I would do app reviews and I uh, was doing work for companies. They would send me cases and I would do that. But um, I had to do it in a way where I was hiding the fact that I was black because the internet and yeah. how toxic it is. They didn't want to see black people doing that, let alone a little black boy. Mm-hmm. So I used to wear these black gloves and put them on my hand as I would do the reviews. And one day that's pretty ingenious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> until one day that glove slipped and they saw that I was black and they flamed me. 
Um, they did? I, yeah, I, did, I didn't delete the channel though. My Actually, my friends ended up finding out I had a YouTube channel, told the whole junior high, I deleted it and didn't start doing it again until my senior year. Wow, they scared you from YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I was a little kid and I mean, that's a lot to be yeah. dealing with, so. And so y'all linked up at what age when y'all started actually doing YouTube? Oh, we were 18. I was 18. I was probably 19, maybe. 18 going on 19. Yeah. And so y'all's claim to fame came from a viral video. And which video was that? <laughs> Man. So <laughs> before that video, we were doing these vlogs. And yeah. everything started with pure motives, right, guys? We were trying to be altruistic. We were documenting our journey, trying to show, or actually I was documenting my journey, trying mm -hmm. to show what it was like for a uh, young man that was a senior in high school to um, graduate high school and then go off to college. I was going to go to Morehouse or Pepperdine, which was like my number one school. And I wanted to show you know, other young black boys what it was like to do that and what they could look forward to if they worked hard and you know got their good grades and got their scholarships and did that thing. Well, none of that went as planned. <laughs> and I ended up at the same state school with Kyra. And I was already documenting weekly kind of little updates in my life. I and didn't want to be in the videos. Yeah. And I didn't want to report. <laughs> yeah, since you're in my life, like you ended up in them. I, I <laughs> had wanted fall. nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> so we were doing that. And, you know, we're from Bakersfield. And I don't know a lot of y'all, if y'all know about Bakersfield, but there ain't really much there going ain't on. nothing else to do. So we created things to do. So That's good. one of those things is driving out in the fields and just looking at mountains and looking at the smog come and set at the base of the valley. <laughs> and the other thing was doing YouTube together. So we started doing uh, just entertaining videos first to entertain ourselves. These little couples tags, yeah. uh, boyfriend tags, just learning more about each other and uh, cinnamon challenges, things like that. But that gradually progressed into doing pranks. And the reason we did that was we noticed that on YouTube, the more um, sensational the video, the more views. And especially in our culture, we like yes. a little, we like a little bit of outrage. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, we like that. So we did a video um, when the iPhone Seven tech came out. And uh, for the Start record, laughing, <laughs> <laughs> we got this. I, I went and got this iPhone Seven, and then I go to sleep in my office at the time, which was really an extra bedroom in my parents' house. <laughs> I think you were on the couch. Yeah, it was a couch in my office. Yeah, and. I'm asleep and she goes in there. She gets my brand new iPhone and she throws it in the pool. Well, I wrap it up in plastic wrap. <laughs> right. I wrap it up and then I throw it in the pool. Which was a little redundant because that was the first generation water. of iPhones that were waterproof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So water resistant. Video, water, water resistant. a certain amount of time. So I jump into the pool after with all my clothes on. And um, at first that video, we uploaded it and it was doing just like our other videos. Got like one or 2,000 views. Well, at this time, how many subscribers did y'all have? Uh, about 2,000, 3,000, and it got two or 3,000 views in that first week, which was normal. Yeah. And then a week later, it had 15,000, which was not normal. <laughs> and then it got picked up by the algorithm. And before we knew it, it had a couple million views and we were growing 100,000 subscribers every couple of days. 30, every couple of days? Yeah. About 30,000 a day sometimes. And 30,000 a day. You know, it was, it was tough for us because, and we're in college at the time. Yeah. And when that video had first came out, you know, the semester had just started. Oh. And by the time, you know, we get to the end of the semester, we, we had saw that video, we saw the success of it. So, you know, you double down. Now you got to feed we had the already, beast. We had already made the decision we were dropping out. So we replicated it. <laughs> and it gets to a point to where, you know, you're so making a lot of decision. money and you're making it quick. Yeah. But then you got to wake up for that 7 a.m. 
and they gonna tell you how to make money. And I'm like, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't adding up. Like I'm gonna be making more this month than I would after, after I got out of school, yeah, our life, with the debt. Exactly. Yeah, it was like overnight our life literally changed. And I know at the moment I didn't really recognize like, whoa, we can actually make a lot of money from this. Yeah. And then we're still going to school. And of course I'm like hesitant to drop out. My, I was like, my dad's gonna kill me sure will. if I drop out of school. <laughs> but then you. we just- Kill him too. <laughs> we just kept going and making these videos and- You were still working at mm -hmm. your, your job. Yes, I was still working at my job. My manager was so mean to me though. And I was like, <laughs> Kaylin was like, quit. And I was like, okay, I'm, I am like, I'm dropping out. I'm not gonna work this job anymore that my manager's so mean to me. I'm not having a good time and we're gonna like do this thing. How'd you quit? Did you just not show up? No, 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 yeah. no. I'm such a rule follower. I could never do something like that. I did put in my two weeks, but I never showed up again after that. I just text my manager and was like, hey, can I give so-and-so my shifts? And she was just like, I don't care. And I was like, I'm out. Like, bye. bye. Watch me glow up. I know. <laughs> never, never spoke to her again. Man. And now she's seeing you on YouTube like, you know, I used to, she used to work for me. And, uh, exactly. You know, she was just an amazing person. You no. know, I know her. She's she like, said, we're really close friends. She said, interesting. She never had much of a personality when she worked here. <laughs> she <What>? said that. <laughs> I said, okay. Oh, you messy. We messy now. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, one, no one's ever going to know who I'm talking about. But oh, wow. it's, just, it's just a funny story of kind of how things end up yeah. playing out. Yeah, I love it. I so, love it. So y'all said, hey, we got to go ahead and drop out of school. You told your parents what they say. Well, it wasn't that easy, right? So she was she was working at her job, and uh, we're making this money, right? But we're dating. Yeah. So whose money really is it? Uh-oh, there it is. So we're making all this money, and it's going into this account. And I remember Kyra coming up to me, and she's just it, like, hey. Um, it was going into Kaylin's account. Yeah, I'm, I'm a part of this. <laughs> you don't have to break me all half of that. She's like, hold on, I need to get my piece. And I said, like, you don't want to be in the videos anyway. He'd be like, but I'm in there. Well, Kaylin, I need my appearance fee. Kaylin has a brother who was already making money from YouTube. I didn't understand. Are your brothers doing YouTube? Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand everything that was going on. I didn't know how much money was being made. And I so, told you. I showed okay, you. Okay, I didn't know until he told me. And I was like, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. Can, can Kaylin get a new car? He pulling up. He's like, where you get this <laughs> no, from? No. I paid cash for it. You're like, oh. So it's funny you say that because I was like, okay, we're, we're doing this together. But, you know, this is money that should be invested into our future. So I told her, hey. I know we're making this money. And Hold on, you thought about a future with her at 19. Oh, he's oh, yeah. always been very honest like that. He's so when we first started, I mean, we met each other the first day of school, seventh grade. And, you know, after that, me doing a little bit of work, uh, we started dating for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, she broke up with me. Yeah, and I <laughs> fell back and reconnected uh, later on. We mm -hmm. reconnected in high school. And um, when we reconnected in high school, we reconnected over Twitter. And we went to different schools. So one day I pull up to her house and I said, hey, um, and this is what we call our, our intentions talk now. I just let her know my intentions. I told her, um, like I feel called to young marriage and mm. uh, I've been a knucklehead before and I don't intend on doing that. And, you know, it's really cool to, I mean, hear my old self say this, but to hear you echo it even now. In Christian culture, it's not really taught to men to value their bodies the way that women do. There it is. And at the time, I don't know if it was arrogance or if the Holy Spirit or if it's a little bit of mixture of both. Yeah. <laughs> but I really saw my body as a temple. And I had done some things that I wasn't proud of. And there had been some things done to me as a kid that I, yeah. I wasn't proud of either. And that changed the way that I saw sexuality. And it changed the way that I treated women around me. Good. So when I actually came to, 
at 16, was old enough to kind of know a little a better, mm-hmm. a little better, but not really that much. Yeah. Uh, I let Kyra know, hey, this is my intention. Um, I'm going to save myself from marriage. I, I value myself. My body is a temple to the Holy Spirit. And if you're not on that, if you don't feel like that, I don't want to waste your time. We could still be friends. We had a great time in, in junior high. But if this is not you, then that's fine. And you said that at what age? Or 16. 16. Or 16. I was, was 15. And what would you think when he said this? I was, I mean, I had never heard anybody speak exactly. to me that way. <laughs> so I was kind of like, this is interesting. I'd never had like a true boyfriend before yeah. either. So I really didn't know what it should look like. I knew that Kaylin had had a previous relationship and that it was pretty serious from what I saw from the outside looking in. So I was like, okay, he knows like what he's doing. He knows how to like have a relationship. And so I was like, oh, I, I mean, this sounds good to me. And why not? Like, why not try it out and see where it goes? But were you on the same program? Like, were you taught, like we always hear is that young girls are taught, save yourself for marriage. Were you? Oh, no, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. So I never had like the talk with my parents. They never talked to us anything about sex or relationships. It's just, it was the only thing they told me was that I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16. Mm -hmm. So when Caitlin came into my life, I was about, I mean, maybe a couple weeks from being (laughs) 16. So it worked out perfectly, but no, nobody had ever taught me to have any and did you think about it did you was there any thought to say i want to save myself a marriage or were you like hey whatever happens happens if i fall in love with them then whoever i fall in love with then i'll share my body with them well when i was in seventh grade is when i was saved and became christian so i already had like those those values so i knew i wanted to save myself for marriage and so when caitlin said that i was like great i don't have to worry about being pressured into doing something i don't really want to do good 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 Kaylin, so then go ahead, walk us through. So yeah, uh, we, we started dating intentionally and I really wanted to not only prove to her, but I also wanted to prove to myself that I can keep my hands to myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, for the first year or about year-ish, uh, we weren't hugging, we weren't kissing, we weren't holding hands, we weren't doing none of that. And it was easy because it was a semi-distance relationship because yeah. We in high school and <laughs> she didn't have a license. I didn't have a license and she didn't even have a phone. So we were communicating over Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it was really easy to kind of stay away from each other. And then whenever we got around each other to not be physical in that way. It's not going to be the reverse. It's like you get around them. You're like, I'm gonna, that's he's like, I ain't seen it a long well, time. Since I had never had a boyfriend, I had never like that part of my life. The door had never been opened. So I really didn't know what I didn't know. That's true. And that helped. And then also he never met my dad until about four months into us talking. So there wasn't a lot of time where we were always together. It wasn't like a typical yeah. boyfriend's always at the house. Yeah. I'm always at his house, especially in the beginning. That makes sense. And it, yeah, again, it started off all great, altruistic. <laughs> And you know them small foxes. <laughs> it was already the there. <laughs> and uh, you know I'm a heterosexual male, beautiful female. Mm-hmm. I'm young, hormones raging. By the time we actually started holding hands and kissing and hugging, I was like, that lust burning in me. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, thank God I feel called to young marriage, but we got to make this happen. Yes, and you know. I don't going looking back. I don't know if I would have started dating that young anyway. And I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite, but I don't. I don't recommend people start dating until they can actually get married anyway, because you are waking up something in yourself that is really hard to control. Great perspective. And that's why I was like, okay, we got to get married. Um, and it's not even just so much about the sex, but it is a lot about the sex too. Yeah. Yeah. So we tried to get married at 18, 
Uh, this just so happened to be right after we had graduated and I'm at the school that I didn't want to um, be at. And a lot of stuff happened and wasn't able to, to happen. But getting that close to marriage. At 18. And, you know, almost being engaged and going to Jared and open up a line of credit for this mm-hmm. ring and doing that. Like, I, I, it, it changed from that dating relationship. You went that far with it. Yes, yes. And then I started to feel entitled. Like, shoot. I, I'm about to, yeah, yeah, now I got you. Th- this is a person that I was waiting for and we we're dating intentionally, but we got so close to this engagement and she wasn't looking like she was about to say no. <laughs> like, this is my future wife anyway. Like, why An can't almost we engagement. start doing things <laughs> that we said engagement. we weren't going to do? Why can't we do those things now? Exactly. Um, so just that, I just remember that last year, right before we got engaged, it was so hard for us. It's like, I mean, just start messing around. You start mm-hmm. doing things that you're not proud of. Um, I like to say I'm a virgin by technicality. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was a virgin by technicality because, I mean, even before her, like, yeah, I'm sorry, but <laughs> just a little nasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after, it was easy at first, and then the more that we fall in lust with each, with each other, it's, yeah. it's just easier and easier to try and cross lines. Um, but thank God, you know, YouTube took off, and for the reasons that we weren't able to get married at 18, not having no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually start had money now or back to the original thing we were speaking yeah. about. I had money. <laughs> so I told Kyra all the money we're making from YouTube, I'm not touching. It's not hitting my bank account. It's going into um, the Google AdSense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and when we first talked about getting married that first time, we had sat down and talked about, okay, what is our goal of money to have in the bank account before we can get married? How y'all thinking about this at 18? This just doesn't it's, make sense it's to honestly me. honestly mostly him. Like what, what, what is this? I, I don't, he's just always been that like way. Like an old soul. What is, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, my dad is, um, my, my parents are old enough to be her grandparents. Okay. So... That, you got that some wisdom some in it. Uh, I'm the youngest of six mm-hmm. kids, so my oldest sibling is old enough to be my mom. Okay. Um, so I live vicariously through my siblings, yeah. and I've seen dating work. And you see it not and I've work. I've seen it not, not work. Yes. I've seen waiting until marriage, and I've seen being a virgin until technicality with varying degrees of success work <laughs> and not work. Yeah. I've seen young marriage work and not work. My parents were young married. Their parents are young married. Her parents are young married. So really. We stand on the shoulders of the giants that came before us. There it is. So our testimony is not our testimony without our parents. And we, we're going to honor them. Um, now, they're not perfect either. But even in their imperfection, we can learn lessons from them. And that's I, I just love that about um, being young and just yeah. being willing to listen and learn and glean whatever we can from our elders. So actually, our ded- our, we dedicate our book to our parents. Mm. Uh, the dedication literally says to our parents whose, sta- whose shoulders we stand on, there is no us without you. So Powerful. when you see us, you see them. You see all the work that they put in. They so got married at what age? My parents, Your parents. were 19. So my, around the same thing. My dad yeah. was 19 or my mom was 19. My dad was probably in his 20s, like yeah. 21, 22. And what about you, Kyle? My, yeah, early 20s, probably like 23 maybe. And both of our parents also had kids really young. Yeah. My mom was 16 when she had my oldest sister. Yeah, and I think my mom was 15 or 16 too. Okay. So now I got reference. So I realize that that's, that's your generation. Yeah. Um, oftentimes we have generational curses. Y'all have mm-hmm. generational blessings. And so y'all have been able to stand, like you said, on the shoulders of your parents and your forefathers to be able to say, this is our norm. Yeah. 
Right. Why to me it's like what in the world? This is just this don't make sense. Especially the kind of conversations that you're having at 16. I'm going to date you intentionally. Like you have guys my age that don't even believe in having that conversation. Be like, no, nah, we're just going to kick it, see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And you're saying I'm going to date you with intentions. This is the program I'm on. If you're on this program, then you know, hey, we can have something great together. If not, then hey, it was great. See you later. Let me go find the person that God really has for me at 16 to think like that. In the time where they say, sow your royals, go and just have fun, date whoever, <laughs> smash whoever. And you're, this is blowing my mind. Continue. Well, you know, Bishop Jakes, he has a, a quote and he says, when you experience better, you drop lesser. Mm. So mm -mm -mm. that is not age dependent. Mm. And as soon as you get some sense and you start to see better around you, either you're, you're, you are doing better or you see it around you, you're going to gravitate towards that. So that's, again, like, that's why I feel like it's our job to pay it forward, not only to our generation, but to our kids, to, um, we talk a lot about generational curses that yeah. are perpetuated and just wreak havoc on people's family lineages. Yes. But what about these generational blessings that we can set the tone for? Yes. That we can normalize and that we can replicate for our kids. That's what I want to do because that's what my parents did. So regardless of, um, what we're seeing, what we're around, we can we can change, and it's as simple as making decisions like that. So it's not easy, though. It's simple, but it's not easy, and we just trust God because we know that in God there's peace and there's order, but outside of Him there's chaos. So when the world is telling us, "Oh, go out, you can have sex, do this, da da da," although that's what my flesh may want to do, right? I still know that's going to lead to chaos, and. Having been raised around like our communities, I see what happens when people are doing that. Yes, um, it's not even just STDs; it's it's babies out of wedlock. It's um, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of drama, a lot of broken relationships, yeah, right. distrust and hearts and drama and unmet expectations and got to find yourself being healed from stuff that had you not did it, you wouldn't need that healing from right. it. So it's like it's it's a lot, but I'm glad that you're able to speak on that. And not because oftentimes I was the type of person that I had to learn from my mistakes. And um, my my mom will always say a hard head make a soft behind, you know, oh, and, no. and that's just how I was. Like, I just got to find out. And they'd be like, oh, my daughter, same way. And but but some people are the type where they can watch other people and say, I just saw them touch that fire. It burnt them. I'm not I'm going to stay away from the fire. And right. you experienced a lot of those lessers early on. So that by the time you were 15 and 16, it was like, okay, I know exactly what it looks like to experience the lessers and the broken parts of a relationship. So by the time you were like 15, 16, you were like, okay, I know, I think I know how to do it. <laughs> and to just see them too. I mean, I, I am the youngest of six. I got two brothers and three sisters and they're all older than me. So I'm, I'm kind of getting to see both sides of the yeah. I also got a heck of a lot of cousins. So many cousins that in our small town, you got to be careful who you dating. <laughs> you might be related to them. And honestly, it wasn't even just in the relationship aspect, even in the money aspect. Since all that money was going to his account, I look back sometimes and I'm like, I could have really been screwed over. Yeah. Because I was putting in all this work to this channel, mm -hmm. waking up early, staying up late to make this money that's not going into my bank account. <laughs> he could have totally just not even shared with me how much was being made. He could have just been like, okay, I'm I'm good. I got the subscribers now. I'm getting the views. I don't need you anymore. Yep. Let me just take the money and do what I have to do. Yeah. But he chose to be honest and not take any money out for himself. And that's why God is rewarding y'all. Like integrity goes a long way, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, integrity goes a long way. And being a, a mighty man of valor to be a man that says, you know what? When you look at me, I want you to know that I 
I got you. Yeah. That you ain't got to worry about looking over your shoulder and having sleeping with one eye open. You know, mm-hmm. that you know yeah. that I got you. Even when we don't even have a contract between each other. where And that's why I say it's beyond just the marriage vow of this license that we have. This quote unquote contract to stay married. Because you... That really doesn't mean as much if you don't honor that those words anyway. Right. So I can have a contract with you, whether it's in marriage or in a business relationship and say, hey, we're going to do this partnership. We're going to be 50-50 partners or whatnot. And then we're going to court anyway because I, I didn't lie to you and I didn't kept all the money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so with our marriage vows, I believe that the vows have to take place before the actual ceremony that you operate in integrity, you operate in trust, you operate in honor uh, beforehand. And then the sealing of the deal is the marriage and the, and the uh, the the license that takes place and that covenant and those vows that are said. And so you were at 19. How did you propose to her? <laughs> so it was kind of awkward because we had talked about getting married at 18. And the only reason we didn't was because we didn't have the money. <laughs> yeah. And then now we had this money. Now y'all balling out of control. Now I had this money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's like, hey, what are we waiting on? Yeah. Um, so I brought it up to her again, just kind of testing the waters. Um, just for, for reference, we were 18, and it was the beginning of the school year. So it's around August, September, November, or October. Um, 18, your high school year or your college? College. Okay. So we were just graduating. So this is the next year, August, September, video takes off. So around December, it's like, okay, we got a couple months of this. these checks coming in. What's the plan now? So I let her know, like, I'm still, I'm still game for this. And I just wanted to know if like, you're still down. Um, so I proposed to her on New Year's. Is Eve, it New, Year's New Year's Eve, Eve? yeah. Um, 2016, um, my friend had a cabin in Fraser Park. So it's just right outside of Bakersfield. Went up there. We had never been in snow in our life. <laughs> but um, we get up to Fraser Park. And as soon as we get there, Pop the question to her. She says yes. As it's snowing, so we got to experience. I mean, so it was your first. It was my first snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Uh, we did ended you up. Talk, did you talk to her parents beforehand? I did. Okay. Uh, so got her dad's blessing. But that was like a few months before. I remember the night before we were planning to go up to the cabin. We were eating at Popeyes, and I was like, "I know you haven't bought the ring yet. Jared's already closed." <laughs> There's no, like, we're going to go to this cabin and I'm thinking you're going to propose and there's no way you're going to because I know you, you haven't. You said that to him? I'm thinking this. Oh, okay. But I had asked him, like, did you buy the ring? Because, like, we're with each other all the time. Like, <laughs> are you just leading me on? Like, what's going on? So I did not really allow myself to get excited until it was so actually you leading happening. me on? <laughs> I, was, I honestly feel like some of that, too, was, like, you wondering how I was going to be able to even get the ring. Yeah. Because, again, I wasn't touching any of that money. So you're just letting it just add up in your Google AdSense in the AdSense. Yes. So all that money is there. So I'm living off savings. I had quit my job in March of that year. So I was doing like web design and things like that and saving money. But I also got some scholarships that I saved, but I used all that money and reinvested in our channel. And then in order for her to be able to quit and come on full time, I had kind of paid her a few months in advance so she could, you know, work. This joker said, I paid her. He, he brought <laughs> me an envelope of cash. Caleb, if you don't get your, let me tell you something. Did you say I paid her a few months in advance? Well, it was, it was going to be, I mean, it's not technically her money, but she, I No, saw. but I'm just talking about the fact that you, you 18. What are you doing? Like, yo, yo, what, what is this? That was a calculated risk. So I'm like, look, we're already making this. <laughs> you working in exchange of your time. 
for that. Let me go ahead in my savings account and get this and give you that so that well, we can make more of that. It was so. so it was so overwhelming at the time. I'm working two jobs. I'm going to school. I'm on the cheer team, and we need we're uploading three to four times sometimes a day on YouTube. Come on, y'all were doing that much three to four times a day because yeah. when our channel started taking off, you start we feeding the beast exactly. So yeah. I was running low on my savings. Didn't really have no money for the green and. We had already gone like ring shopping together the previous year. So I knew which ring she actually wanted and I saw what I actually had. So <laughs> had to clutch and get some credit. Got to get that $300 limit yeah. that I had from the previous year. Exactly. Raised that to a, you know, a higher number. Yeah. And I went against um, my rule and I went into debt for that ring. So That's she good. thought and I didn't have it. And then as soon as we got married, paid it off. So yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, yeah, well, we, we got engaged. And then um, you had asked, you had asked my dad for permission and like talked to my mom, but that was for like the first the marriage first around time. that the time. Yeah. Right. So then the night before is when I'm like, is he going to propose whatever? So I go home that night and I'm like, Oh, mom and dad, I'm going to the cabin tomorrow. <laughs> I think that they, they knew exactly what was yeah. going to happen. I didn't tell them. I think Kaylin's going to propose. They were just like, Oh yeah, have fun. <laughs> and then the next day I send them a picture of my ring and I'm like, yeah. I'm engaged. <laughs> what they say. They were happy. So that was New Year's Day. When we, were, we were engaged mm -hmm. and we had an apartment set up or I had an apartment set up that I was going to move into go to my parents' house and, you know, kind of set up the place. So that was on January 20th. So January 1st, to January 20th, we have our engagement period. This is where I almost lost my witness. This was the hardest time in our relationship. And I kind of experienced it a little bit from that former year yeah. before we were engaged. But since we had almost got engaged at 18, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little entitled. I'm starting mm -hmm. to feel like I can do a little bit more. I'm going to marry this person anyway. It magnified exponentially. When After we you disengaged. sign an apartment lease, it's like we're together. Yep. We're married. Yep. Because yep. yep. I'm there yeah. and you always over there. So I remember my mom calling me. Um, couple hold weeks. on. In the state of Texas, if it's six months, it's called common law marriage. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So wow. if you if you if you if you if you are under the same address mm. for six months, you are common law married. Wow. I, in California is probably different. Yeah. I always heard like ten years being common law <laughs> or whatever. But um, I remember my mom calling me and just being like, "Hey, what you doing?" I'm like, "Nothing." Kyra there, yeah. And she said, "You shacking up?" I'm like what? You, no, what? but almost. How, how long? I would you? literally. I would be there first thing in the morning. I probably slept like six hours at my house and then I would go back. <laughs> but I'm like, she, okay, she don't sleep here. Is she there all the time? Yeah. Like how long do you need to be in somebody's apartment before it's considered shackling? That's what I want to know. And then it came to the point where I was like, why don't you move out and let me move in? <laughs> why is that not an option? Yeah. So, I want my own space. I want my own space. <laughs> so, I mean. You it, go it, back and live with your mama. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, help my mom was like prophetic too. So you can't get nothing you by her. You can't get nothing by so I'm on the phone and literally on that phone call, I mean, Kyra's right there. She's like, you shacking up my dad. They over here. Like, come on, what y'all doing? Like y'all did not come this far. To and this. his brother lives 10 steps away in the same apartment complex. Are you for real? So yeah. if my car was out there, everybody knew. Yeah, the whole can't, family can't knew. <laughs> so, you know, it was, and again, it was getting increasingly harder and harder to, to keep your witness, to, to keep my witness. Right. So. On that phone call, I'm just like, you know what? We just gonna go ahead and get married. How long is this gonna take? Like, can we just do this today? So, um, my dad said, yeah, my dad's a pastor. And, you know, growing up in the church, I seen people do these shotgun weddings. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. 
he just get done hooping and hollering. And married right there in front of everybody. And they married. Yep. Before we get, you know, before, before, for before lunch. lunch. Yeah. So <laughs> he told me, yeah, you know, we could do it at 7 p.m. at the church. Cool. He said, you need to go to the, the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Cool. We go to the courthouse. We get the marriage license. I thought we was married after that. <laughs> so if it had not been for the, the Lord on my side. You would have had sex then. So I got this license. Oh, if I didn't license. need to go eat lunch, we wouldn't have been going to the apartment <laughs> that like that hour. But um, no, we didn't. And, you know, we get ready and we have this wedding and it's private. Mm-hmm. Um, her family, my family. And we have one friend there because, you know, it's super quick. Um, and it's also no. Private. I want you to explain to the viewers how that marriage took place, that wedding took place. My daughter sent me this video, and they've been dealing with so much uh, trying to get married. Last year, well, I have a wedding. Last year, mm-hmm. uh, I rented this beautiful venue. She said, "Dad, that's your type of wedding. I just mm-hmm. want something really simple and quaint." And I was like, "But I never do anything small." And <laughs> you're, you're my- you're my daughter. You're yeah. going to have this kind of wedding. Yeah. And so she stood her ground, her and her fiance, Tay, and they just like, we're going to have the wedding that we want and left me on the hook with the whole bill of the whole venue. Aww. And so I repurposed it and I uh, sponsored three couples to get married. And they wow. had this group um, uh, wedding called Black Love Matters. Wow. And we did that last August. Actually, it's about to be the one year anniversary of it. Uh, and so we did this wedding. They, because COVID, they booked um they was going to do a destination wedding in Cabo and that fell through because of COVID. And so now they keep trying to find a way to rebook it, get their passports and all that type of stuff. But she sent me that video and she said, dad, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that. I was like, well, dog, that'd be so easy. Like that is, <laughs> that is the easiest thing. That would save me a whole bunch of money, yeah. but it was so beautiful. Wow. And I'm telling you, I learned so much from like, I'm telling you, I'm 43 years old. But I'm a I'm a pupil of life. I will sit down. I will learn from. Uh, I, I adopted two kids, so I learn from my foster kids. I'll, I I used to do have this big ministry called Home Blessed Life, where I do random acts of kindness with the homeless community and do oh. great things with them. I learn from homeless people. I sit down and just break bread and learn from them. I will learn from a two year old, wow. and I'll definitely learn from you guys. Y'all taught something that was very impactful about your wedding ceremony that resonated to me. And resonated with me. And I want you to explain to the viewer, how was your wedding ceremony? So that first wedding was private. Yeah. Well, we had gotten engaged and my mom had kind of done the same thing. You've always wanted a big wedding. We need to hire a wedding planner. Like (laughs) we really need to go all out. Plus, it didn't really help that she knew that we were making money from YouTube. So she was like, y'all got the funds. Like, let's really blow this thing up and, like, make something big. With your money. We're going to make it big. But she thought that's what I wanted. She thought that – I know she had pure intentions. Yeah, thought that was my daughter one, too. Yes, as I just started thinking, she's over there right now. I'm like, I don't think that's really what I want. Like, I I can't really imagine myself having something that grand. And kind of like Kaylin had said – he moved into the apartment. Now we're going back and forth. I want to live in the apartment. What are we going to do? We might as well get married. And then it was the day before we were like, we're getting married tomorrow. That's when he calls his dad, has that conversation. We set everything up. I already had a dress, some shoes, go to the church, get married. But then my mom was like, you need to have a real ceremony. Like you need to really do the thing. And we did that first one private because we're a YouTube couple. No one knew we were married at the time. So we needed to do that. 
to keep our witness. Yeah. So because <laughs> the most important thing to us was that we just wanted to be married. Like at that point, I was like, we've already been dating for so long. Now we're engaged. Like, this is funny for so long. And y'all been dating for how long <laughs> at this point? A few years? Um, three years. Three. So long. I want y'all to hear that. They've been dating for so long. I'm sorry. They're but it 19 did. years old and they've just been dating for so long. It did three feel whole like so long. Years. Fresh out of high school. That's a long <laughs> time. So long. It's a long when time you know, relative to your age. When you, like, <laughs> when you know that you want to marry this person, then and it that's, becomes long. It's, yeah, it's like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. Every day that goes by, it's literally like, what, what, what is the purpose for? of this? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it felt long to me and it was like, let's just get this over with and let's just do the thing. We already have the apartment like everything was already yeah. laid out our, our life was already planned so we just need to make the commitment to each other and when you put it that way it's like well why aren't we making the commitment to each other <laughs> yeah let's not get well, cold what are we feet waiting here. for yeah, what are we waiting for let's not get cold feet here so then we had the first ceremony that was really private and done very quickly had dinner afterwards just at a restaurant with our families and then my mom was like okay like we need to hire a wedding planner to do a ceremony and get a venue and I was still like, mom, I, I'm already married. Like I couldn't, I truly couldn't care any less. <laughs> Only thing I cared about was actually being able to wear a gown and like walk down the aisle and like have my dad walk with me. Like I, I thought that would be like special to have photos, like a good memory. And so I was like, okay, but we're not hiring a wedding planner. She was a photographer at the time, so she was really good at like scouting out locations. She found this field that was actually like private property of a farmer, but <laughs> it's out in the middle of nowhere. So it's not, it's not, it's not like the, it's not like the farmer was dry. out there, um, but there were definitely animals out there. there. Yeah. So we just found this field, dropped our location and we were like, this is where it's going to be at this time. I did my own hair and makeup. I bought a dress for sale. That's good. My mom had a close friend who made my bouquet. I think that she finished it the day of. The day of, I went to Home Goods and got some lanterns for a little bit of decoration. Dope. And really, that was that. Got married and all that money we saved on a wedding, we spent went. on a honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Where'd y'all go? We went Hawaii. to Hawaii. You know what's cool is we wasn't getting married for nobody else but us. There it is. And that's what so, she told me. I mean, I hurt my feelings. I hurt my feelings. I said, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. This ain't all about you. Yeah. And I said, and she was like, well, dad, this is our, this is what we want. This is what we want. And I said, how am I going to tell her? What she wants. <laughs> yeah, what she wants. And this is her. She can't tell me what to do in my wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, but I felt that I had some righteous indignation to be able to be like, say, listen, I brought you into this world. Because I had imagined in my mind how her wedding would be before mm -hmm. even asking her what she mm -hmm. wanted her wedding to be. Right. And, you know, and I was like, it's going to be really nice. It's going to be really big. I'm going to get some of my celebrity friends to come and sing. We're going to do this. And then our first dance is going to be choreographed. And it's going to be a, I'm going to get some choreographer to choreograph our dance. It's going to mm -hmm. go viral. It's going to yeah. be dope. <laughs> And ask that girl one bit about wow. what her colors was, where did she want to get married. Well, you want to be a good father and give a good gift, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is the best gift I, gift that's, I can That's give. all I got. I only got one daughter, so wow. let's go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? And it made me think, like, the bigger the wedding does not measure the magnitude of love between that couple. You better preach. There are people that have massive thousands of thousands of dollars on weddings and end up divorced. In 72 days. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and one of the things that I always think about is like Kim Kardashian's wedding that was, well, I think it was 72 days, whatever. It was really, really short. And to say you spend all that money on a wedding just to, I mean, you'll still be paying off the debt while you're divorced. Maybe to prove to people that. Yeah, I think the case could be made for that. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's like you're proving to people saying that, hey, this is what our way. And that's and when I looked at it, that's exactly what I wanted. It was like, I want to show y'all how I love my daughter. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, no, that is now passed, that baton is passed to her fiance, and that's for them to go do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's probably so easier for I us to. my L. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, there was not a big expectation to, I mean, we were super young. Yeah. One, uh, don't have college friends you need to invite all the work friends that, that is you, true and at the end of the day like what what is a wedding anyway <laughs> a wedding is a celebration of this covenant that we're making there it together. is and really the only witnesses that i cared for being there were the people that were closest to me yeah that's my family her family and the friends that we invited and them seeing them being there to see us take our vows and then to be able to hold us accountable to mm. those vows and to be there to support us when we start feeling a little shaky on those mm -hmm. vows that's all I needed. I don't need the, the superficiality of, um, you know, all this money going into something, all these people, and I'm paying for all these plates for people who are going to say the food is nasty anyway. Exactly. I don't, need, <laughs> I don't need none of that. And I don't need the pressure of it. I don't need nobody talking mess about it after they leave. Yeah. I wasn't even fun. My feet hurt. Da, da, da. That, that DJ was like, it's always something. I don't need none of that. But we're not against big weddings. Yeah. No, but I love going to big weddings. Yeah. yeah. Invite me pay to y'all big weddings. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. But he said, I just don't want to, I wanted ours to be more sacred and yeah. what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought was so impactful to me because it made me, like I said, I'm always gleaning information when I saw that. And she sent this to me. She sent this to me last year. And I was like, this is dope. She's like, can you help me find a field like this? And I was like, I don't know. Let's go look at some stuff. And uh, I was like, this will be pretty dope. And I kept in my mind like, well, how can I do? I don't have to fly a drone. I got because now I'm going into production. I'm like, right. I'm going to do something on it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, no, I can't work. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be present. I'm not supposed to be working the wedding. Yeah. And I was like, OK, God. I'll take that ale. And this my is mom, what she wanted. Yeah, my mom was a photographer at the time, so she definitely had the, you know, like, I want to photo photograph the wedding. But then she was also like, well, I want to be in the photographs of the wedding. <laughs> so we hi ended up hiring somebody, and he brought a drone, and it was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like, and like I said, y'all provided reference to me to help me cope with uh, my daughter <laughs> and her fiancé wanting to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. That's cool. And me, I always, you know, I pivot. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna bless some other people. And, <laughs> wow. and so that's what we did. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, so y'all been married for how many years now? Four going on five. So you're 20, you're 25. I'm 24. You're 24 and you're about to be. I turn well, 24 when this, tomorrow. So when this episode airs, you will be 24. I'll be 24. You'll be 24 years old. That's so, that's so, <laughs> that's so precious. Like it's so it's just it's it's amazing because at this young let me ask you this. Do you think he's that God called him to be a pastor? Ooh. Um Don't be don't be uh, putting nothing on the outside. Have that ever had that ever crossed your mind? No. I mean, like we've talked about it because he, his dad is a pastor right. of the church. Eventually he has to retire. We've talked about whether it will be us that steps in. Um, but I just know right now that we've tried to make plans to move back and they always fall through and the door is just closed. So I know that we're not meant to be right there right now, at least. Well, I'm talking about scratch that because he, he don't have to be a pastor of that church. It, do you When you hear him speak, because I know what I hear when I hear him speak. Do you believe and even he's quoting Bishop T.D. Jakes. When you hear him speak, <laughs> do you hear a pastor in him. Have you ever thought like, I'm going to mess around and be a first lady one day? Or, yeah. or or you just be like, oh, God, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, no, whatever happens, happens. What do you think? 
Um, have you been called to ministry? We'll see. We'll see. Have your daddy ever said, God called you to be a pastor? And uh, No, not my dad. Not my dad, but, uh, you know, I'm the least likely uh, in my family to even be doing what I'm doing now. So just the divine irony of things, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. I ended up, you know, doing ministry proper in that way. But I, I look at, you know, what we do right now is ministry. ministry. Right. I look at it as a ministry. So it's marketplace ministry. And what's so dope about what you're doing is that. Yeah, that, that's why it's hard for me to really answer that, because I see what we're doing now. And for him to be pulled away from that I, is just, you like know, we feel effective in what we're doing. Yeah. One thousand percent. So. And it's not under the scrutiny of what a pastor would fall under. Like you can literally say whatever you want to say and, and get by with it because you're not trying to lead people yeah. in an office of, of ministry. You're like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a layman just like you. Yeah, we we trying to figure this thing out. We can step down from the pedestal and be well, like, this be is fair, really yeah. I think like. that, you know, the, the criteria that a pastor would need to fall under is an honorable you know, goal to shoot for. Yeah. And that's the one that I would want to hold for myself anyway. So that if I ever do get called to that ministry or to that office, that I could occupy that space. So I want to hold myself accountable to that now, even if, you know, I don't end up. Okay, you don't get somewhere and sit down. I'm, boy, look, he, he said he want to hold himself accountable to that now. That's powerful. Oh yeah, he's like definitely a big picture thinker. Like when I'm 30, 40, <laughs> when I'm 30, 40, 50 years old, what will I have put out in the world? What are our kids are going to be seeing this content? What we said, what we did, that matters. He says stuff like that. Oh yeah. Do you think like that? I, now I do. Yeah. <laughs> so no, because I'm more, I'm more free spirited. I'm yeah. more go with the flow naturally. I'm not really a five year planner, 10 year planner, but he's kind of helped me to be more. But that you also ain't the type to go do the busted challenge or anything on, on YouTube. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, not Kyra. We, we was having a hard time trying to dance at prom. The baby prom. mama dance, I, I wouldn't even do. You said you wouldn't do it. Uh-uh. It's like literally like you have to bribe me to dance on the internet. You said to dance on the internet. Yeah. So when you got, decide to get on that program of actually doing uh, these videos, what at what point did it really resonate with y'all? Now, both y'all can answer this question where y'all really, truly saw that y'all were making impact. Because at first, y'all was doing little funny videos. So at that time, it's like, oh, we just provide entertainment. But when did it transition in your heart for your content? Because my daughter says she saw a shift mm-hmm. in, in, in your content where it was like, oh, now we're about to be very purposeful on what this mm-hmm. mission is. What made that take place? I remember for myself, we were doing the pranks and we were getting comments like, oh, Kyra is this way, Kyra is this way. And I'm just like, I'm not that way. I'm not, I don't, the, the fact that they thought that the pranks, I was truly doing this thing to my boyfriend made them view me in a light where I was kind of evil. Like I yeah. was just like a really messed up girlfriend. They're fake y'all. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't like that. Like, I'm like, that's not, who, that's not who I am. She's not crazy. I'm not, I'm not crazy. Yeah. So they would literally call me the crazy girlfriend. I didn't appreciate that. And then I was just thinking, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And Kaylin was even like, oh, this is just getting old now at this point. And then we started doing more of like lighthearted challenges. Like he said, like the cinnamon challenge. And I had seen some people on YouTube do story time videos where they just talk about their relationship, talk about things that they've been through in life. And I didn't know that it was going to be such a huge, huge success with our audience, but that's when I knew 
this is actually really resonating with the people that are watching watching us. So mm. it's really interesting how God originally had placed it in my heart to document this journey. And then we deviate because we want to go make a little bit of money. Yeah. And we're gonna wanna go make a fool out of ourselves. And then Oh yeah, you did say originally that's exactly. what it was. Mm -hmm. So people believe what they saw with their own eyes. They saw us doing crazy stuff right. and we didn't tell them that it was fake, so they believed that we was crazy. You can't blame them. <laughs> so we go right back into that wheel and we start doing these story time videos and inviting people into our journey as we're growing together. And I mean, I know the book is called This Kind of Love, but again, we've talked about we, we haven't arrived. Our story is about growing together. Instead of being these people that you should just look up to and follow, no, we're the people like yourself that we're saying, hey, come lock arm with us. Come, come hold us accountable. We'll hold you accountable. Let's yes. grow together. Yes. So we shared our story and we noticed that people started getting really engaged with it. And um, those videos, they weren't getting as many views, but the difference between having views and having an audience is night and day. Yes. So having views, yeah, you can get that by just going and acting crazy and being a fool. Yeah. Having an audience, these are people who not only are within our same demographic, our same age, our same race. Mm -hmm. These are people that share the same psychographic as us. They believe the way that we the do. Joker says psychographic. I don't, I don't have to change. I don't have to bite my tongue when I'm speaking about something that may be controversial. Like, no, yes. these are our people. So why would I want to keep lying to them? So God started convicting our heart. Like, first of all, y'all lying to your audience. Mm. Second of all, this is not why I gave you this audience. Mm. So now we just try and create videos that's going to be delightful to them. So we continue sharing our journey through our vlog content and um, we're just growing as we go. So we make we make our mistakes and we've had controversy in the past. And, you know, people would love for us to stay there because I don't know why they like to see people ascend and then fall. And yeah, like, they, like that. they like that comeback story. But yeah, like our <laughs> audience is one that is very gracious because they're just like us. Mm -hmm. We learn as we go. So we document on our channel now uh, through vlogs, but we also you know share what we're learning and, and what we've gone through. So depending on if you're our age, maybe a little bit older, or if you're just younger than us, now we're paying it forward by sitting down and talking like this and sharing what God's been teaching us. So. I think what's so dope is that your audience and demographic is going to change even to an older audience from the platform that I have because of the fact that y'all are just on point. Like, it's just, I know you don't like that. You don't like the fact that you, you look at this kind of love and you feel, um, I feel like you should feel humility from it because you're like okay you're looking at me like that but i don't want you shunning away from it because what you've been able like kyra said what y'all been able to garner forget the subscribers forget all that stuff but the intentionality about loving each other the protection that you have over her to say listen i'm looking for your best interest people it takes a long time for people to get that a long time it takes a long time for women to actually get a man that actually loves them more than they love themselves mm. it's hard it's hard to get that it's it's hard to get that god-like love that christ-like love that jesus love and so i don't want to minimize that mm -hmm. and you could have gone through many years of breaking women's heart to arrive at that place um, and then look back and go you know what I've had my come to Jesus moment. I've had this trail of bodies that I've laid before me and I've messed around with all these different women and now it's time to get my life right. I'm 55 years old and it's time to settle down. You know what I'm saying? And when you right. think about that at 55, all those years of broken promises, all those years of broken hearts, then you get to this point while, you know, it's never too late, but, and it's better late than never, but those are 
the consequences of those actions. But for you to get that at 16 and look at this young queen in the eyes and say, listen, this is, this is what, this is my intentions with you. It baffles me to even have that mindset. And so, yeah, this kind of love, this is the type of love that people should aspire to not you, right. but this kind of love, right. you know, to say that a love that is sacrificial, a love that is Christ-like, a love that is purpose-driven, a love that is intentional, a love that is covered and rooted and grounded in the foundation of Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. This kind of love. And we don't need the congratulations or the glory. We can give God the glory because it is, it is not our kind of love. Well, of course not. That kind of right. love. Of course not. So. I want to, I want to read this. When I, when I woke up this morning, God gave me this and I've never even read a scripture on my podcast yet. But, um, when I was thinking about this podcast, um, I was like, God, what would be the name of this? And it wasn't going to be called, um, enjoy the, the breast, uh, what do you say? May the breast of your, your, hold on. What's the, what's the scripture? Hold on. It says, may the, the wife of your, oh, may her breast satisfy you always. I said, I'm not going to name it that, but, <laughs> but this is a scripture that as I began to read it, uh, I believe that it can be very transformative. And I want you to take a listen to this because this is a great uh, command to you, uh, Kaylin. And this chapter is called a wise, a father's wise advice. Proverbs four, my children, listen, when your father corrects you, pay attention and learn good judgment for I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instructions for I too was once my father's son tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands and you will live, get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom for she will protect you, love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and I do it and do as I say. And you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's way ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go away. Guard them for they are the key to life. Um, I want to go right here to, um, did I just read the whole wrong scripture? I think I just read that the whole thing. That one was gassed. Yeah, that this was, was good. <laughs> Hold ain't, on. ain't nothing better than the Bible. Yeah, that was, wow, that, was, that, was, that, was that was awesome. <laughs> I wasn't even meaning to read that, but I was trying to read Proverbs 5. But that's powerful. Oh, Holy Spirit. The Holy on, Spirit man. just had me read the, I ain't going to say the wrong one, another one. <laughs> it's another one, DJ Khaled. Here you go, so Proverbs 5. Avoid immoral women. So this is what I wish my father would have spoken to me, but my father was too busy being wayward himself. So, but this is what I believe that as men, we should teach our sons. And I am going to make my young kings, uh, young kings memorize this Armani at 18 and Ladarian at uh, 13. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to wise. Hold on. Did I just read that? Hold on. My son, listen to me. Never stray away from her. Oh, when did he, there it is. Yes, it is. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave for she cares nothing about the path to life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor 
and will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers, strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body. You will say how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings or why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin and now I must face public disgrace. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets having sex with just anyone? You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving dear, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman or fondle the breast of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for a lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. Mm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? I'm going to ask you, Kyle, what does that mean to you? As a woman, hearing that the direct opposite of what you stand for could lead this man down a path of destruction. Uh, I think the first thing I realized is how much God cherishes his daughters. He knows the anguish and the hurt that we go through whenever we're mistreated um, or we feel unloved. And the fact that he is trying to protect us from that by telling men to be honorable be committed, love, honestly and truly. It it really just takes, like you have really no words for it because his love just, it's all capturing. Mm-mm-mm. All consuming. Mm-hmm. King, young King, sure. Kaylin, what do you think about when you hear this warning as a father speaking to a son, telling him, listen, stay away from this type of woman? Yeah, um, so many of those warnings in Proverbs, um, just having the self-control. And unfortunately, we have the Holy Spirit that gives us the fruits of the Spirit, one of which being self-control. And... Because <laughs> think about all that, that, that God is doing in your life. You said something very intentional. I'm trying not to get emotional about it, but you said at a very young age, you wanted to do what in regards of young marriage? What was it? wanted to actually be young married but um i felt called to it um you felt pursue it called to it or called to it yeah how powerful that is you've been called to young marriage now you take this calling this young boy who had this vision and been called to it at a young age god gives you a massive platform you got 1.83 million uh subscribers on youtube you got every little channel that y'all spring forth from that got a couple of hundred thousand here a couple hundred, you got a whole book everywhere and god exalts you and then you got this wonderful woman walking alongside of you. Now you're at the gas station. Some girl says, oh, Kaylin, oh my God, you're so amazing. Oh, Kyra's so lucky to have you. You're so amazing. But let me tell you something. Now, if you, if you had me, what I would do is this, this, this. You're like, oh, no, I'm great. And then she plants a seed in your mind because you just gotten out of an argument with Kyra and you're feeling unloved. You feel this void. Now you're at the, at the little store. This girl plants a seed in your, in your mind. You're like, dang, she is kind of fine. But now I, I see what got, but. Now, Kyra don't appreciate me. She don't really appreciate me. And you allow that seed to take root and build and, and build. And it may not have been that girl that you fall victim to, but it's another woman that fall, you fall victim to. And everything that the scripture talks about that God built, 
now it it comes down to ruin because now you're ashamed. Now you're like, uh, she, we don't see y'all no more on YouTube at all. Like what's going on? Oh, they probably just got busy. No, y'all's relationship is crumbling. And, and what you kept saying at the beginning of this was that I didn't want to lose my witness by even having sex with her before God gave me permission. And now here it is, you have this big ministry and well, you didn't mean for it to be ministry. You just was doing your thing out of the abundance of your heart. And now this is what uh, the fruit of your labor and the devil destroys it. When you hear this in this warning, how, how does that impact you? What do you think? Oh, the about devil it? would want nothing more than for that to, to happen. And for so many men, it has happened. And I don't think that you just wake up one day and end up in somebody's bed. Right. So we talk about the small foxes. Yes. But that, that sin, it starts small and it grows into something else. It starts with the thought. And I really do believe that we can take our thoughts in, into captivity. I, I really believe that, um, that basically... <clears throat> I don't think that, um, oh, I just go blank. Um, okay. So, so for me, we've talked about the small foxes and the reason I'm, I'm trying to go all the way back because you have to reverse engineer how you yes. end up falling. Yes. So for me, okay. I see this women, women are beautiful. They're always going to be beautiful. They're not going to stop being beautiful since right. I got married. Okay. How am I looking at this woman? Oh, is it lust? Okay. What am I doing privately that my wife doesn't know about? What am I allowed to do that she wouldn't know about? So for me, before we even started dating, before we got married, I'm over here trying to deal with lust personally. And I like, you know, the showing and telling, but I want to show and prove, which is why we were so intentional when we were dating, which is why I didn't want to be physically touching her uh, when we first started dating, which is why I wanted to commit to abstinence while we were dating, which is why I didn't want to have sex when we were engaged, which is why we waited until marriage. I wanted to show improve not to her not only to her but to also me that i have that self-control because that foundation that we built then is the foundation that we live on now and yes people can change but why not get that muscle stronger while you're single why not get that muscle stronger while you're dating why not get that muscle stronger while you're engaged now we haven't been perfect in that and in our marriage i remember i used to watch porn early on the first couple of years and she didn't know. And I wasn't um, as addicted to it as I was as a teenager, but I right. watched it a couple of times. And I didn't think it was worth telling right. her. I didn't want to tell her, um, which was in essence lying to her by, you know. Omission. Omission. So I remember when I finally did tell her, boom, instant accountability. Because now she can ask me about it. Yes. Which is what I didn't want because we know that sin grows best in the dark. Yes, it does. It's so, it's so embarrassing, it, it says, but that's how we can overcome by getting this community around us that can hold us accountable. Because if you're really saved, then you hate sin. Mm. You know, we don't love things that God hates. So as God is sanctifying me, I start to hate that thing. I start to hate that lust that isn't for my wife. So I want as much accountability that's for myself that'll keep me from doing that. So it started with porn and then it built on, I used to work at a bank at a credit union and there'd be tons of women that come in and out. I remember. When we were dating, I was working there. Yeah. I remember seeing these women and at first lusting after them, but then training myself to not see them that way. Yes. Some of these women are my sisters in Christ. Some of these people that I want, they, I want them to be converted. Yes. So train that, boom, train, train the porn, surround myself with community. God has given us a church and a true church is one that uses all of his gifts to, to help each other. And 
I love the gift that God has given me in my wife because she's my instant accountability partner. Yes. But when she's not there, who else is there? I got the men in my corner. I got the men that are checking in on me. And you can say, oh, we ask each other the hard questions, but these shouldn't be hard. These should be <laughs> I'm walking in the door. I'm volunteering this. Hey, this is what I'm doing with my money. This is where it's going. This is what I was thinking about. This is what I saw. This is how I sinned. Because that is how we overcome. Yes. By the what? Blood the word, of the Lamb. Yeah, and the word of our testimony. And the testimony. So that's, that's what I'm striving for. But we also have been blessed with technology. There ain't no excuse, no more, why you can't be training yourself to not fall subject to this thing that causes so many men to so easily stumble. Yes. That lust that it's in us. I can't stop it. I'm yes. a, a heterosexual male. There's yeah. beautiful women. Yes. But I'm not settling for lesser when I've experienced better. And it's not because I say that marriage is better. It's not because mm -hmm. I say that a committed relationship is better. It's because God says it in his word. Mm -mm -mm. And he is a good father who gave me this good gift. And he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Come on now. So it, it ain't as hard as we try and make Kyrie, it. Kyrie, say a preacher, say a preacher. <laughs> I just don't right. think it's as hard as we try and make it be. It's simply put there and it's hard to do by yourself. We have accountability partners. We have the helper. So let me ask you this, part. Kyra. Are you are you that safe space? Are you that safe place that he's able to uh, lay his head and be able to say, hey, listen, um, I was struggling with porn and you not saying, oh, see, I just. And no, you just I definitely up. wasn't at first. You could, <laughs> you could read the book for that, that story. I was not happy. But now um, I just have a lot more understanding that yes. one, it's not all, just men that yeah. can struggle in that yeah. area. Women can, too, and women do. They sure do. Um, and now we just have much more of an open conversation before I was even embarrassed to talk about it for him. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you by bringing it up. How, how twisted is that? <laughs> You're hurting me, but I'm embarrassed. It's yep. such a weird, it such is. a weird thing. But now we can talk about it so openly. Oh, how are you doing? Are you struggling in this area? No. And I talked about earlier how he's always been so trustworthy and so open. So for for a woman like what more could i really ask for but mm. somebody to be trustworthy if he was struggling in that area i think i know how to handle it much better level-headed and i can trust him that he's telling me the truth yes. and i do ask him which is probably i mean at least once every two months probably that's good that's good if it's not you then it's my, somebody you know, my else friend. Yeah. yeah we just cannot afford as christian men to not be accountable to somebody in that There area. it is. We I'm telling cannot. you, you got this at 24 years old. A lot of men don't want to be told. We look at it as, y'all, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm a grown man. I know you ain't finna tell me. I know what's good for me. I know what, and it's crazy. Instead of saying, no, I need you. If, if the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So if you play the sport, you will, you will listen to your, your, your teammate tell you, Hey man, you missed this tackle. You did this. Hey, make sure you do this. Well, Oh yeah, I got you. Got you. You know, you ain't gonna be like, you don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me, you know, you, you'll be like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like y'all are a team and y'all in this together in this thing called life. We are in this thing together. And as long as we keep providing broken men, then we're going to have broken families. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's good, uh, Kyra, that, you were transparent enough to say initially I wasn't, but now I had to go back to the foundation, which is he's honest with me. How am I mad about somebody being honest? It, <laughs> honest, but not continually falling into falling into the same sin. There it is. Well, there, needs to be, there needs to be yeah. true repentance, a, a full 180. It cannot be every month or every <laughs> two months. I'm having to have the same conversation. Yeah. I can ask him and he's like, no, I'm good. Okay, we're good. 
Listen, I can talk to y'all all day, and I'm about to get really, 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 really emotional talking to y'all because I see so much. Like, I I, I don't want to scare y'all with all the stuff I see through y'all. <laughs> I just probably scare the crap out of y'all. Just know this, is that y'all some giants in the kingdom. Like, God is going to blow. This little, this, these two million folks you got, that that's small. That's small. And to be honest with you, when I looked at it, I was like, God, they got one point. That's a whole lot. Because I just started last year. And so I was like, wow, this is a lot. This is, how do you ever get that many subscribers? Mm -hmm. But that's small compared to what God is about to do through y'all. And I'm telling you, and I'm getting teary-eyed because I thank God for caring enough about me to allow me to witness this before y'all blow up. Mm -hmm. And y'all may think y'all already blew up. That ain't, that ain't nothing. It ain't even nothing. Yeah. It's something that God is about to do through y'all that's going to blow your mind. And my guest that I choose for my podcast, I told God, you are the executive producer of this thing. I want you to intensely bring people on that I'm supposed to talk to. Uh, this is my personal journey uh, of healing. And I want you to bring people on that aid me in my healing and my growth and providing reference to me on what to expect and who to become to be purposeful in my, in my next marriage. And so when my daughter and I talked, she was just like, dad, you know what? And she was just a random conversation. I've been doing this for a whole year and a half. She ain't, she ain't missing it before, you know? And she's like, you know, who would be great. I said, who? Kaylin and Kyra. Okay, who, who is that? Oh my God, I just love them. I've watched every one of their videos. They're just, I just, I've been watching them since the very beginning and this, this, this. And I said, and they said, you know what? And I said, well, I'll probably have to fly them in from whatever. So that'd be cool. She said, no, they, they, they moved here. I said, Jesus. <laughs> I said, come on. I said, are you sure? Yes. I looked at their videos. Like I borderline stalked mm -hmm. them, but I look at their videos and where they live is exactly where we're going to be moving. And they, if anybody follows along with our channel, they would know how many times we've tried to move back to California and we just can't do it. It just, it falls through. It doesn't go through. We don't feel peace about it. And we know we're supposed to be here. That's the stuff that just gets me like mm -hmm. emotional. It just, it just messes me up because he was telling me that the other, uh, uh, he was telling me that when we first talked and he was like, yeah, we tried this, whatever, but we just supposed to be here. And I'm going, God cares, and I take it personally. So God has your own little plan with y'all, but the personal part for me is that God cared so much about my future wifey that he wanted you guys to stay here so that you could be on my podcast mm -hmm. today so that y'all could pour into me. And so, and so, and then the other thing that I wanted, which I was telling my daughter is that I wanted her to be her and her fiance to be linked up with a Christian couple. Cause I can tell them stuff all the time, but they just be like, that's just dad. He's supposed to say that, <laughs> you know, it's going to be like, I'm supposed to say it because I'm her dad and I tell him stuff and I'm supposed to say that it's like, okay, I want y'all to link up with somebody, uh, y'all age so that y'all can do this Christian walk together. And, um, and when she said that they're actually moving in the next what week, Wow. It ain't even a week, is it? Yeah, about a week now. About a week into the same place y'all y'all live, and I was like, not a coincidence. Yeah, I just said, <laughs> I just said, I, I just, I that, and that's, that's what I'm saying. God is so intentional with His pursuit of our hearts that yes. He will start. I had this uh, shirt that I was doing that says, "God is my publicist." Is to say mm -hmm. that listen, like I can't make none of this happen for me. You, 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 and I both know that y'all can't make one person watch y'all video. I don't care what you say. You can tell your favorite friend, hey, watch this video. You call him a week later. If you watch that video, oh, no, I ain't got around mm -hmm. to it. You'd be like, right. you're my best friend. You ain't watched it. <laughs> no, I, you can't make me watch a video. Right. And so, and especially to have a video go viral, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can there's do no about it. no magic formula. No magic formula. I just had a video that I shot 
Oh, two months ago with Essence that went viral uh, two weeks ago. Wow. And it was like, it got like <laughs> 1.5 million views on Instagram. I did not. It's God. Mm -hmm. That God had me start working on that video. Again, I was adding some different color grading to it. And I was like, let me go just do this or whatever, since this was the first video of season three. Then she texted me the next day and said, Hey, the Holy Spirit just told me, can you give me a one minute video? I want to do a flashback Friday. Can you give me a one minute video wow. of, our, of our episode? I said, yeah. Did this? He said, he told me to use this exact clip. That exact clip was a minute. So I took that clip, gave it to her, and she said, well, I'm trying to decide whether I should do it today or wait till Saturday. I said, well, with algorithms on Instagram, it's best to go do it on Friday. Since, and that was you know the day. And she was like, all right. She dropped it. Picked up from Jasmine Brand. Uh, the Jasmine wow. Brand picked it up. Went viral. Erica Campbell. Uh, then someone else watched the video, uh, the Black Marriage Movement, saw the video, created an extended <laughs> version of the video. That video went viral. And so Erica Campbell picked that video up. It got half a million views on her, on her page. I was just wow. sitting there. I just... I said, now I got two videos going viral the same week. Time you know time what I'm time saying? Time. And I was just like, you can't make that happen. Like, you can't make none of that. God says, if I be lifted up, I will draw no. all men. So if we really want to know the secret to going viral, the secret to building your YouTube channel, if I be lifted up, then I will draw all men. That's his promise to us. And so it's not by happenstance that God is giving y'all the platform that he's giving y'all because y'all are lifting him up. And there's no better publicist than him. Wow. Any closing words before I start crying or start preaching to one or the other or something? Because I'm, I'm say yeah, whatever y'all want to say. I'm just honored to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. I didn't formally know about the podcast until a couple of weeks ago, but I've watched half of the episodes at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hey, I'm not shacking up with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what value do you see as a, as a young 24-year-old when you're watching those episodes? Well, it's really easy for the church nowadays to only focus on married couples or people that are trying to get married. Yeah. But what about the people who are single? What about the people who've been divorced? Like, I like the fact that this podcast is talking to literally everyone, everybody. like literally everybody on that spectrum. Yeah. And it's showing the successes, but it's also showing what led to the failures, but it's all focused on growing together. It's all yes. focused on uh, you being a guide in bringing everyone alongside with you rather than the person who's arrived and acting like you got it all together. Yeah. So I love how transparent it is. I love how unassuming you are. Um, I, the, the person that I watched is the person that I'm seeing is the person that I spoke to on the phone. And that's something that I want to be. I want to be unassuming. I want to be, I want to have that integrity. I don't want to be switching up. Mm -hmm. You're the same. Yeah. You're same on every episode. You're the same right now. It's just, <laughs> Just I just love it. And I think that you're the perfect person to be doing it. Uh, First of all, I want to thank y'all for, uh, because like y'all, y'all a big deal. And uh, you didn't come with, oh, well, you need to pay me to come on the podcast. You need to do all this. You were just like, hey, I want to meet some new people. I'm in Dallas. <laughs> I want to meet some black people. You're a people. big deal. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and that's what he was saying. He was just like, shoot, I want to do this. And I'm like, I want to meet you. And you're like, I want to meet you. And I'm like, we're going to meet each other. And I said, my daughter want to meet you. And if y'all say want to meet you, Tay, we yeah. always going to meet yeah. each other and go have fun. You know, and so that's the cool thing about it. Any closing words, Kyra? I'm just so, I, I really enjoyed this. 
I mean, we're new to the podcasting, so I'm always super nervous before, but this has just felt so natural and maybe we can do a part two or something. Yeah, in the yeah, future. yeah, let's do it. Let's talk. Come on y'all podcast and <laughs> yeah. talk. Yeah. And like I said, I'm gonna introduce y'all to another venue where y'all can um like I said, I just I, I see what God is doing with y'all. I see it. I see it. When I say that, do you what do you think about when I say God is going to that what y'all have accomplished thus far is. I start wondering if you prophetic, and I'm just like, hold up. Like, my daughter can tell you, boy. I, I, I used to call her in the middle of the night. Hey, this, this, this. this. She's like, how, why is God snitching on me? How does he know this? She always say God be snitching on, on on her, but God will show me stuff, and I'll see it, and it's just like, and it's always been like that, yeah. but. Like for y'all, even when I was on the phone with her, for me to be able to reach out to y'all and you respond, because she was like, "Hey, you responded, yeah." I said, "No, you'll probably do it by tomorrow." And then the next day, you was like, "Oh, hey. stop, really? <laughs> yeah." Because I never Didn't I said that wow. to you. I wow. Said, hey, hey, and, uh, and I called her like, "Yeah, you responded." She was like, "Oh my God, I'll get a chance to meet them." Yeah. And it's just because I know who God is. See, if I'm dealing with a kingdom-minded person, which I already see in y'all, then we got the same father. I'm gonna blow your mind because okay. Go ahead. I have, I know it's still going, but I have like uh, screen time on my phone as like uh, a defense to not be on social media all the time, but also like to not ever be looking at porn. So I don't have very much time to even be on Instagram on my phone any day. I have like an hour, an hour on day. all social media. An hour media. day for all social media. Right. And I don't even just, and I watch mostly YouTube, like 90% is YouTube. So when I saw your message, I had like less than one minute. So when your screen time ends, you can click it again and you can say one more minute, please, or something. Yeah. I have one minute to respond to your message and I never even get on that Instagram account. So it's just like, <laughs> I never even get on there. Like when you did. And I also, I also don't respond to like the DMs like that unless it's from men. Cause again, I'm not DMing yeah. women and stuff. So it's like, man. You said you were, you very rarely get DMs from men. Oh, no, I, I only will, like, respond to men. Oh, yeah. But I'm not, you know, yeah. going back and forth. I, I just not, yeah. I don't meet with women privately. I'm not DMing you. If we're talking, it's in a group message on anything. So If you DM him, you DM us. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> women, she, say it to the camera. She tried, she, that was I'm a message that she was sending. She if was, you DM him, you DM us. There it is. There it is. Message. All right, so that's what she, that's what she said. Listen, man, thank y'all so much for being on the podcast. I know I gained a lot of value from who y'all are. Make sure y'all go get this book. It's everywhere: Barnes and Nobles, Target. Uh, what are some other media outlets that's at some retail should stores? In, should be in Walmart. I mean, obviously, you can get it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. you can get it from our website, KaylinKyra.com. But it's, it's so crazy. I so enjoy talking to you so much that I forgot we were here for the book. <laughs> if the message that we're sharing um, it, it resonates with you guys, if you see yourself in us or if you have kids and you, you know, kind of want them to glean some, yes. some wisdom from it, then it's definitely a book for you. Um, again, it's not a book of a couple that's arrived. Uh, that's arrived. Ours is a story of a couple that is growing together. And that's what our whole brand is about. So if you guys rock with us, then we'd love to, to host y'all. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter uh, listened to the audio version. So they have an audio version too. For those that don't like to read, then you can uh, listen to the audio. It's like six hours. Mm -hmm. Six and a half. Yeah. Six and a half hours. My daughter sat there, listened to it in one uh, sitting. Wow. And uh, she's like, I'm not getting up. I'm Aww. listening to this whole thing. So yeah, y'all can definitely get that. And um, 
That'd be great. Listen, I'm proud of y'all. I speak blessings over y'all. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I lift up Kaylin and Kyra. God, I ask that you continue to anoint the work of their hands. Lord, I ask that you anoint their lips, that when they speak, God, that people not only feel you, but they hear you, God, that they know that it's by your anointing by your covering by your protection that these guys are able to stand the foundation that you've already laid out for them through their through their uh, parents and their forefathers God we thank you for that foundation so we honor them we honor their parents right now God and God we ask right now in the name of Jesus for you to continue to do the great exploits that you've already began the good work God but you're going to keep performing it until the day of Jesus Christ and do that through them God let them change and revolutionize ministry God, marketplace ministry. Let them be unassuming as uh, as Kaylin expressed to be able to minister to people that pastors can't even reach because they're not even in that space to be able to reach those people. But God, I ask that this this, this their channel, their podcast, that, that you just bless people, God. Let them hear you when they hear them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Thank y'all so much for being on the Dear Future Wifey podcast again. Y'all some dope folks. And I love y'all. So keep doing great work. Thank you for having us. Discover. Uncover. Recover love. With the new Dear Future Collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross-stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com. Man, when I tell you, I really enjoy talking to Kaylin and Kyra just to just to know that God has done such amazing work with them at this young age. I mean, they're only 24 years old. And just to think what God is going to do through them, with them in the years to come is just mind boggling. I mean, you can see the anointing of God over their lives. You can see the great exploits that God is going to perform through their lives. It's so evident, so evident. Dear Future Wifey, I've made a commitment to memorize the 23 verses found in the fifth chapter of Proverbs. These biblical words will be etched into the fiber of my being and will serve as a foundation of my marital integrity. I am a man submitted to overcoming my shortfalls by plugging into the source of my salvation. My love, our marriage is ministry. Truthfully speaking, everyone's marriage should be ministry. His union of Adam and Eve illustrates his ideal for marriage. We will reflect the Trinity, you, me, and God. Ephesians 5, 33 beautifully instructs me to love you as Christ loved the church and as he gave himself up for her. I am to make you holy, cleansing you by washing you with the water through the word. My beautiful masterpiece, I will love you as my own body. We will become one flesh, your future hubby.
Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.